0: you're listening to the live with audacity podcast i'm your host melissa stewart audacity is defined by merriam webster as intrepid boldness or disregard for normal constraints and that's exactly what we have here The Live With Audacity podcast is aimed at giving you the courage to explore your someday dreams, do things your way, and start making things happen in your life right now. I'm a mom of four kiddos ranging from college student to kindergartner, wife to a high school football and track coach, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Together with my guests, we're going to teach you how to live with audacity and intentionality, Discover and utilize your unique skills and talents, and step into who you are meant to be in order to make your someday dreams a reality. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back. You're listening to episode number 51. Today's episode is a fun one because I get to talk to Megan Spaulding about her new period app, InSync. Hello, boy band fans. (laughs) I'm just kidding. This has nothing to do with JT, but everything to do with tracking your cycle to know how it affects your energy, your mood, your productivity, and how to use that to help you plan out your month. If you are a woman with a period and you're alive, this episode is for you. Let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Megan. Hi, thanks for having me on. I am so excited to talk to you about this because I think it's really exciting to be able to do exactly what your app is going to help us do, which um, obviously I want you to explain it. But what I'm gathering so far is that the app is going to help me track my cycles and figure out kind of where I'm at in my cycle and kind of my moods what to expect. And then also help me communicate those things to my husband, my spouse. Um, Tell us a little bit about it and kind of how it came to be. And then, you know, kind of clear any of that up for me. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Well, I have been a freelancer for is sometime now. Um, that's how I still pay my bills. Um, and so how it actually started was as a freelancer, I would be getting on sales calls. And I love people. I love talking to people. And I love sales calls because I get to meet new people. Um, I'm a type seven on the Enneagram, if you're familiar. Me too. Enneagram, yes. <laughs> so I'm like all the people all the time. I love it. I just want to talk to you. Um, Everybody. But there was- <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> everyone is my best friend. I know this is such a caveat. But last night I was talking to my husband and I was like, do you know what my, do you want to know what my favorite cereal is? And he was like, yeah, what's your favorite cereal? And I was like, (laughs) I go, well, I have a few. And I'm like, that's the most seven thing ever. Like I have a few favorites. Let me give you You one. Yeah. And also hilarious that you just
0: blurt out, like, hey, do you want to know my favorite cereal? Because my husband tells me all the time, you know, we talk about, um, well, you didn't listen or whatever. And he's like, maybe it's because you talk too much. (laughs) Like, maybe, maybe, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yes. Um, My husband's a type 5 on the Enneagram, so he's um, much more internal than me. (laughs) So he's like, he's about. with them. oh you talk a lot <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we keep it interesting that's for sure
1: that is for sure um oh, but anyways so back to the app rather than cereal which cereals a great <laughs> <type>. <laughs> but um yeah so i'm so i've been a freelancer i um i was hopping on these sales calls and like i said i normally love Talking to people, and there would be times when I would get on these calls, and I would find like I was just really irritable. I didn't want to be on the calls. I just wasn't feeling myself, and I started like wondering what was wrong. (laughs) I'm like, what is wrong with me? Because it's so drastically different Different. than how I normally. Mm -hmm. And and I'm also I should say I'm not. I've never considered myself to be someone who like has PMS. Like I don't really notice. Um, any major fluctuations, but except for with these sales calls. And I'm like, what's going on? And so I started tr- kind of tracking it, not even knowing that I should be thinking about this from a cycle standpoint. And I actually had a girlfriend mention something about, do you think it's related to your cycle? And so I started looking at it and I'm like, wait a second, this is happening at the same time every single month that I'm underperforming or not wanting to be on these sales calls that I normally love being on. Um, And so this started in me, I'm like, wait a second, my cycle affects me way more than I thought it was. And I started looking even deeper into it and realized there's things like, like negative self-talk is often hormonal. Like, that's crazy that I didn't know that until I was 28 years old. And now I know, and it's weird because it's normally around my fertility window, not my PMS area. Normally around my fertility window, I start like just bashing on myself internally. And now I'm like, okay, this happens every month. So now I can be like, okay, uh, I can deal with this. Um, I know you just said,
0: you know, I can't believe it took me till I was, you know, this age, 28. Is that what you said? 28? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, sister, I just turned 39 and I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm excited about this. Oh man, this is going to be so, so informative. Okay, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that was just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like nobody is talking about this. And I, I feel like they're starting to, for sure. But the apps that are on the market, and this is what was like bothering me when I came to this realization of like just how much. I changed throughout my cycle and it's not drastic so I didn't notice it before. I didn't worry about it. I didn't look into it. It's slight stuff, but there is change that happens. And so I'm looking at these apps and I'm like these apps aren't telling me anything except for when I'm going to bleed. Like right. that's it. It's and true. I'm like, I'm like that's great. Like I don't like being surprised with my period, but there is so much more that I can learn from my cycle and and be able to harness because like you know, understanding how it affects you means that especially as a freelancer, I can, you know, schedule out my weeks or my months based on when I'm gonna be doing certain tasks better and the weeks that I need to give myself less work to do. Um, so that's that's how the idea was born, right there, that frustration of like, there's all these apps, there's hundreds of period tracker apps on the market. And in my opinion, not one does a really good job of Uh, coming at it from the side of one, how things affect your mood, um, and educating you on all of the different things at play hormonally and how they might be affecting um, different aspects of your life. So that was like,
0: (laughs) I love, I love that you saw a need and you just jumped right into it, because I actually had the same exact thing happen to me. But I still obviously didn't know enough to Look, I'm never going to make an app. Okay, so you have nothing to worry about. But, um, but I read, I I started reading the book um, by Kate Northrup, Do Less, which mm-hmm. was kind of her focus is on the cycle and the different parts of your cycle and when you're more productive and you know when you're least productive and things like that. So, um, so you talking about this made me think of that. And when I was reading that book, I looked for an app. And I was trying to find something that would help me figure out because I don't actually know what the different cycles are called and what, you know, what typical typically happens during those different, you know, cycle parts of the cycle. And so when I was looking for an app, you're right. I didn't find anything that was going to help me with that. So, oh, I'm so happy that you took charge and just were like, (laughs) I'll do it myself. So. Tell yeah. us more.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that was exactly it. I was just so frustrated and I do have, well, and I've had dreams to be in the tech atmosphere for so long. And it's funny, like I had been wrestling forever with like this idea. Like I knew I wanted to be like a tech CEO. Like I just knew it like to my core. And I do a lot of things. I'm very multi-passionate. People have to ask me what I do and I often answer I You're think like, ah, easier.
0: Well, a mm, uh,
1: little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I Welcome don't to do being a seven. No, I, you know, that's the, I do everything else. <laughs> um, but, yes, being a, that's so, that's so true. Multi sevens. Um, oh yeah, but that was like my heart's cry. Like to like I knew, and so I'd been wrestling like. All the good ideas are taken. Like Facebook's done, Google's done. You know, <laughs> um, like it's done. Everyone's done everything. Um, and so when this like popped up, and it well, it's actually funny. I'm getting a little ahead of myself because it's so. When this first popped up, I did not think this was a viable business plan at all. Like at all, I thought this would be great, but it's never going to make me money. Um, and so I put it in my back pocket. And I ended up uh, going to a a thing called Startup Weekend, which they're all over the country. Um, Our particular town, Redding, California, up in NorCal, uh, has a pretty vibrant uh, startup community. And so they put on this Startup Weekend. I ended up going and I was going to pitch a different idea, an idea that I had been brewing on as like my potential entry into the tech world. It was like you know, we won't get into what it was because it's confusing. Because and <laughs> start weekend, you only have to, one minute to pitch your idea, and so I was pitching my. Um, and you can never have worked on it before; it has to be at idea phase. Like you, you know, that's that's kind of the deal. Um, and so I was tra- telling my husband before I was about to leave for this event, and I was like, I think I'm gonna pitch this idea that I've had, and just you know, see if it has any legs and i'm explaining it to him and i'm taking like 10 minutes to explain this other idea and he does not get it and i'm like if i can't explain this to you in 10 minutes i'm not going to be able to explain it in 60 seconds at startup weekend no yeah <laughs> right so i pivoted and i'm like well i have this period tracker idea it's there's no legs to it there's no way it'll make money um but i can at least explain it in 1 minute and maybe win this weekend and so I ended up pitching it and we ended up winning the whole weekend. So it's a 54 hour event. So you're like, you build a business over a weekend. Um, Get out of here. Are you kidding? (laughs) Like it is the most fun I've ever had. Like, I just wish I could do it every week. It was so much fun. Um, Oh my God. That's so cool. Yeah. So, so we, so we did that, ended up winning. Um, It actually, um, from that we had some investors approach us after uh, and I say us it's it's only me now um i was the only one that moved forward um but i had some investors approach me and and they were basically like this is a really viable business um and if you are interested in potentially bringing on investors for this like we're interested um, and so that kind of was like so eye opening to me of like this little idea that I'm really passionate about. I just didn't think it was worth the time. Like I didn't think it could make any money. And over this weekend and like talking to these two investors, that I expressed interest. It's like, oh, gosh, this could make way more money than anything I've ever thought of. Like, oh, you know, which is um, so cool it was, it was just really cool. I'm like, I had no clue. I had this thing. Like, I mean, I've had this idea for probably years at this point, um, in my back pocket, just thinking, Oh, like maybe as a passion project one day. Um, and then coming to realize through talking to people who are smarter than me and understand how the tech world works and how they're able to app or offer like free or low cost things and still make a lot of money. Um, it's like, Oh, (laughs) wait a second. Like this has just been right under my nose this whole time. My, my tech idea that I've been looking for.
0: That's so funny. Talk about divine intervention, right?
1: Right. It was. Totally timing.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was like one day I was just a girl with a full service marketing firm, it, like fighting burnout, like so bad. And the next day all of a sudden I am um, launched into like w- what is honestly like my the heart dream I didn't know I had. Like I had no clue I wanted to be known around town as the period girl. Like who thinks they <laughs> enjoy that? So, like being outside in Reading, which we're a very close knit community. It's a town of about a hundred thousand and people just know each other. Um like I have people come up to me like, oh you're that period girl from Startup Weekend. And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> yes, That's I even I, so cool. I actually love that <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. That's so neat. Okay. So tell us, pitch your app to us. How does it work?
1: Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I'm really, really excited about is just how personalized this app is going to be. Um, we're focusing really on couples to start. Um, but another, uh, space is, is the freelancers, um, because that was my pain point. um, and and those are the two big pain points I've seen is like the freelancers knowing how to like schedule around their cycles, um, and then specifically men feeling really in the, in the dark about this topic, and women not knowing how to um, communicate with them. Actually, when we did our user research, it was um seventy five percent of men said that they wanted more tools to help support their significant other throughout her cycle, and sixty five. No, yeah, yes, sixty five percent of women. <laughs> said that they wanted more support from their spouse. And so like those numbers were like, whoa, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, this is a problem that no one's talking about. Um, so how we've solved this problem is is first off, like how the app will work is you're inputting your cycle just like you do in any other app, but you're also inputting your mood and other symptoms. Um, and so we're taking that data and we're beginning and we're really eventually right now it's a little clunky because we're in beta. Um, but eventually this will be taking that, putting it into um, a machine learning, uh, kind of code and the machine will slowly get to know you and how you you personally respond to your hormones and how you personally are throughout your cycle. Um, so it will learn you, be able to feed that back to you, um, and then give it, you advice on how you can kind of manage those things. Um, and it'll forecast, so you can tell, you know, because that's my pain point. When should I not? When should I not schedule sales calls? Well, yeah. that's that information that we're we're hoping to be able to give, um, and and on a very individual level, because the fact is, is that everyone. There might be some common terms, but every single solitary woman responds differently to her hormones than the girl next to her. Um, Yeah. You know, and that's with like with the fertility window, what I was talking about um, earlier, I experienced some anxiety and some internal self-negative talk during my fertility window when a lot of women are at the height. They're like, they're feeling the best about themselves, right? Um, Yeah. So that's the goal is to like not only give women the tools to understand, okay, what should be happening right now, but how do you personally respond to your hormones? Um, so that's step one. <laughs> that's, that's the woman facing side of it. Um, and then what we found was that, you know, couples were really having a hard time communicating and that men felt really in the dark and they didn't feel like they were allowed to ask questions about mm, yeah. it. And um, yeah. And I'm like, so, and this is actually came from my own marriage because I'm telling my husband about this idea. And he's like, I would kind of like that information too. <laughs> I, I love like, that. <laughs> I'm like, I think I would like you to have that information. Right. Um, and a lot of time when we're
0: actually In that place where we're just Mm -hmm. like, we're cranky and we don't really know why. And the app can help us figure out why we're being so cranky at the same time every month. And then being able to help us communicate that with our spouse and say, oh, hey, by the way, I finally put this together. And this is why rather than him insulting us being and being like, oh, are you just having PMS? And you're like, There's a
1: right and a wrong way to talk about things, things <laughs> but it's so like nuanced. And and we're, I think America as a culture is pretty uncomfortable with periods. We're getting better, but we're still really uncomfortable. Like it's hard. I don't know. Me, before started Weekend, I had no freaking clue how to talk about my period with my husband. None. I hated talking about it. I had like my period pants that like when they were on, he just knew me. <laughs> Because I was so uncomfortable, like, and you know, like, That's hilarious. And I to, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. Please don't. And he was more open about it than I was. And I was like, I, no, I'm not talking about my period with you. Like, just no, it was just no. Um, right. It then- feels
0: like we're made to kind of feel like we're <laughs> gross or we're disgusting right. or we're weird. Not weird, but like, just like a yeah. total turn off <laughs> and. You, you know we, Yeah, it's and we like, already feel that way ourselves and then right. when you look at us like we're gross it's
1: like thanks homie <laughs> Exactly. So that that's the, just the culture. And so that's one of the, that's a big thing that that we want to fight within sync of like okay, let's let's be normal because what I what we've realized too in our um in our research in putting this app together is that men aren't actually afraid of periods. Women are way more uncomfortable talking about their periods than men are wanting to hear about it.
0: Like really? they actually that's so cool to know.
1: Want to know. Like they want to connect with us. They want to understand our bodies. They want to be able to serve us and communicate with us how is best for us. Like they truly care and they just want to understand and they feel largely in the dark right now. Um, which was super fascinating. Uh, I mean I had no idea. I just thought men would respond to this and be like, Ugh. Now we've built a whole company around this aspect of couples because of the demand that we've seen from men and this super large pain point in, in couples not knowing how to communicate about this.
0: I love it so much and right like it's not just a problem during um during the the days where you actually have your period but right. it can it can really um fester and kind of be a problem throughout the whole month because like mm-hmm. you said again you know we go back to those places where it's like okay this is not PMS what is wrong with me what's going right. on why do I feel like this yeah. and giving us that clarity mm-hmm. helps Right. Helps us not only communicate with our spouse, but, um, what am I trying to say? It just, it opens up that whole space and that whole, it feels yeah. like kind of it's like a, a, a tornado. tornado. <laughs> <laughs> It does, right? Like you just pick up a little bit here and a little bit there and just, you know, it kind of starts to swirl around and and develop into these big things when really it's just that it's just the time of the month that we feel weird or down or even like overly joyful and make commitments that later next week, we're going to be like, why did I do that?
1: That is so real. That is so real. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that just hit like, my core.
0: <laughs> also so, a problem with sevens.
1: <laughs> definitely a problem with sevens. I'm like, oh my gosh, my estrogen was on the rise. I just booked five billion sales calls and then <laughs> they're all for the week before my period when I'm feeling my worst. And I'm like, uh, why
0: why like,
1: I need my own app <laughs> get your app done Megan. <laughs> I love
0: that so much. Oh, my gosh. It, this is going to be life changing for the universe. I just know it.
1: Well, I, I certainly hope so. If if nobody else uses it, I will be using it because I know I need this. So I got my bad.
0: hand up. Me too. Me too. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay. So if someone wanted to get into um, creating their own app, how would mm-hmm. you suggest
1: they go about it yeah well first off um depending on where you're located there are a ton of startup communities popping up all across america um i mean like if Redding, california has a like i know it i know it's california we're not the cool part of california okay <laughs> we're basically <laughs> oregon Um, sounds cooler than it is. Although I love writing, It is beautiful. And everyone should come visit because the mountains are gorgeous and we have all the lakes. Um, but anyways, I digress. (laughs) Um, there are all these little communities that are popping up and like people who like genuinely are getting really excited about tech. Um, and they're, they're usually right under your nose. Um, and so I would look up startup, whatever city you're in and see if, if they have something going on. I know, like I'm thinking even up here, and of course we are relatively close to San Francisco, but every town that I can think of in Northern California, like Chico and um, Eugene, Oregon and Medford, Oregon, um, all the towns around, they all have their own startup communities and these are not big towns. So I would imagine that wherever these listeners are listening in from, that they have a startup community close to them. Um, so that's my first tip. That has been so, so, I can't even tell you how major that has been because the tech world works so differently from um, anything else I've experienced in business. It, and you should see that because how many free apps are there? How much free right. stuff is there in tech? Um, they're yeah. doing stuff differently, they have a different game plan, they're doing different things. I mean, half of the tech companies aren't even in the black until year five. Um, they're running on investor money until like the year five, if that. Um, some of them, Uber, for example, still is losing money every year because they're playing a different game. And so you kind of have to like relearn business oh, in the wow. tech space because it's it's definitely, I feel like tech more than anything is a long play. Um, it's a long play, either looking to play towards an exit um, uh, where, which is, you know, you hear about the tech companies that get acquired for millions. Um, or if you're looking to play, um, a lot of people will start with something free, build up their user, user base, and then, um, uh, exit in, or, and then create more products that are, um, generate more income once they have that large user base. And so it's, it's just different. So highly, highly suggest you get involved and get, um, to know people that, at least are talking about this same thing because it's different. Um, so if
0: we wanted to find a startup community in our area, how would we go about that? Where do we, where do we look How what, what are the terms I Google?
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, typically they're called startup, whatever city you're in. Um, so like here at startup Reading, Um. Chico is, uh, Chico is actually Chico start. Um, so it normally has some, throwback to startup. Um, there are also Google. Oh gosh. And I'm going to forget the name. Um, Google has groups across the w- world. We actually have a Google group here as well. Um, it's not quite as active as our startup writing group is, but um, Google's, Google has these different groups that meet all over. And so Google is a good place to go check where the Google, I think it's grow with Google. Our Google developers meetings, I don't know. I need to, I I should know that. No, Um, that's okay. But that's one. And then um, Startup Weekend. Startup weekends are all across the world, all across the globe, literally, in Africa, in Asia, in America, in small towns and big cities. Um, And so I would look into one of those. That's a really great place to meet co-founders as well Um, and to get, just to get your ideas. Going and you learn a lot about um, startup life over that weekend. Um, so that's something else I would suggest.
0: So cool! I love it so much. Okay, okay. So now we um, we've gotten in some groups. What is next?
1: Yep. So um, what's next is you start dating co-founders. Typically, um, typically in the tech world, you're going to need more than just yourself. Uh, that's the process that I'm currently in. I've gone on quite a few dates and haven't found the one that I'm gonna marry yet. Um, but <laughs> that's something that you want to start thinking about is like, what what do you need that you don't have? Um, you know, especially if you want to grow something big. If you're looking to be one of those like household type of names, um, it's not something you can do by yourself. Um, and so, like even. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, he is Facebook, right? He still didn't do that. Nor does he he's an interesting leader in that he has brought all the smart people around him. um, And basically runs on the advice of other people. Um, But so thinking about like, what do you need that you can't do? Um, For me, that uh, I'm I am blessed enough to be, I already was in development. And so I already knew how to code. So I'm actually coding my own app. But what I need, you know, is someone who knows finance really well, you know? And so knowing that about yourself and like being able to start looking and dating um, and not rushing into those relationships either, because that is so important to make sure that if you're birthing something that is, um, you know, so big and something you care about. Making sure, like you're, you are looking at those co-founders, like you are getting married to them.
0: Um, yeah.
1: And so that's a big one. Um, of course, figuring out how you're going to develop the thing, um, and that either looks like teaching yourself, um, which is what I did, um, or it looks like finding a developer, which can often, you know, the this um, often with tech the hard part and why it can be hard to get into is there's often a high dollar amount to get. Um, in, into that space, it's just uh-huh. high development costs, um, and so which is why I chose to teach myself iOS because I'm like this is the path of least resistance, right? Uh, but the the good thing is is that there are other options within that. Um, a lot of people will start with uh, what's called a, a minimum viable product, and so that doesn't necessarily have to look like an app straight off the gate. You know, that could look like maybe a website that serves. Um, people in that way and sends out maybe just emails about periods and like grows the audience in a different way. Um, mm. And then, and and then the purpose of that is either one, you know, offering something that's going to make you enough money to be able to pay for that development or two growing that base so that you can then go present to investors, which is usually the route um, in tech. Usually when you're looking to build uh, an app, Um, particularly an app that uh, you want to take to market in a big way and have millions of users rather than thousands, um, you're looking at angel investors. Um, And so what angel investors are is they're investors that will invest in early stage startups. Sometimes they'll invest at the idea stage. Sometimes they want a little bit more proof that the idea has legs. Um, It totally depends on the investor. And that's something too, that your local startup community can usually get you connected to. There's a lot of angel investor groups um, that are in uh, small towns as well, uh, because it's such a, it's really interesting the economic impacts that angel investing can have on a city. Um, And so normally those startup groups are are at least know of the angel groups that are around um, if they're not directly in your city.
0: That is so fascinating that there's, it's like a whole other world, like you said, from separate from business as a whole, it's just like its own, it's its own world. And it's so interesting to me too, because my son, um, actually, um, you know, he graduated high school and his plan was to be a software engineer. And so it's really interesting. He asked me the other day, he said, if I could build you an app, what would you want? And so, um, you know, we just kind of started brainstorming and things like that. So this is really cool information for anyone who wants to start an app, whether it be, um, you know, for uh, periods, or something totally different for finance, or you know, growing a business, or you know, anything really. Um, so I think this this information is so so vital to people that want to dream big and and do something that they never yeah. thought possible. Um, yeah. Back to periods. <laughs> Tell <it>. us <laughs> just a quick segue. <laughs> um, Tell us a little bit about the different parts of our cycle and kind of um, maybe a little bit of what's typical for us to expect during those during those times.
1: Totally. Um, Yeah. So typically your cycle has kind of four major sections. Um, You have, of course, your period. Right. Um, And what's interesting is a lot of people. There, there can be some um, tiredness, especially at the beginning of your period, um, because what you're coming out of is, in order to get your period starting, your, your estrogen basically crashes, hence PMS. Um, that's mm. typically about a week before your period, which kind of allows everything to start happening and also makes you not, you know, not feeling your best. And yeah stressed out or however you respond to those hormones, um, whether that's stress or depression or, um, you know, that, again, that just goes back to how you personally respond. Um, But a lot of the time that looks like stress, irritability, you know, we all heard, we've all heard the PMS symptoms, right? Um, And then within your period, you have um, the first few days you can feel a little tired, especially, you know, you have loss of blood, whatever. Um, well, not technically blood, but you know, your body's doing a lot of work. Um <laughs> but around day two or three, your estrogen will start going back up. And so often by day two or three of your period, you're gonna start feeling a lot better. Um, all of your negative mood stuff is usually out the door um early in your period, if not even like slightly before your period. Um, so you kind of start mellowing out. Still, maybe a little bit tired, but not certainly not as bad as the week before. Um, Mm -hmm. and then you go into if you look at um periods as like a lot of people look at as um or their cycles as like seasons. So, your period would be winter, and then you come into spring, which is from um your period onto your uh fertility window. Mm -hmm. Um, and this. Is is kind of a really great play time to be working on um, just stuff that's exciting, things to dream. Like this is a great time to dream. Um, women are often really motivated during this time, uh, are really inspired and creative. Um, and then you'll hit fertility, which is when your estrogen is at its peak, uh, and that happens. Uh, usually, so it's it's a little weird. It happens 14 days before your period. So rather than like tracked from the last one, it's actually tracked backwards. Um, I thank you.
0: Freaking <laughs> thank you. I, oh, after four babies, I'm so tired of being asked when was my last period because I'm like, that doesn't have anything to do with it. But thanks for coming. <laughs> yes. Yes,
1: okay. um, and I'm when so was your last? We and got also that your Cycle and how long is? Yeah, it's like you need more information than that to get yeah. an accurate ovulation date. I know, um, and that's why people are always right. like, "But it's it." I just know that's not the
0: day, and you're like, "Yeah," because it's probably not the day, <laughs> right? <sighs> exactly.
1: Anywho,
0: yes, we could talk about that yeah. probably all day long. Anywho,
1: oh, ovulation. <laughs> Like, like the medical, I mean, just the amount of information that's out there about women's bodies. I mean, like, oh my gosh, this, this is such, this is so sidetracked. But there is, um, there's a book, Period Power by Maisie Hill. Um, I think that's her name. Um, but in the book, it's like first chapter. It's like talks about how they didn't even map the female reproductive system until like the 80s. Like, they didn't even. <gasps> It. until the 80s like they had no freaking clue and medical books like sex ed books still like and this is like a you know uh might be a little tmi but they still don't have like a lot of them don't have the proper um whatever <laughs> description of the clearest like it's not the right shape in a lot of books that's so wild not like adverse to the female experience like we seem to be i don't have you I'm like
0: oh my gosh so there's this episode of goop the goop lab um with gwyneth paltrow yeah uh, uh, have you seen it
1: i have not but people keep telling me that i have to <laughs> you really should
0: because it's so That's it's like, so what?
1: interesting
0: my husband was like i cannot watch this. <laughs> but I love that we're like actually starting to have these conversations. Right. And we're, you know, I mean, I, yes, it's on Netflix and you know, it's rated whatever. And so, you know, kind of going into it, what to expect, but like, it doesn't have to be so weird. Yeah. Right. Right. It's a, it's a hard space. I'm sure to get people (laughs) to be comfortable with it.
1: Yeah, what what I'm loving too, and this is so funny because I'm talking to like, like understand the most of the people that I'm talking to about this, especially in the business world are like 60 year old white dudes. Of course. And <laughs> I expected them to be like, no, stay with the status quo. And it's like, it is so strange to me because even you know, because I thought, oh, surely, I know my husband's into this. And I think most younger men are, but surely the old men are still like, no, let women be women. And, you know, and that's just not the case. It's like, they are equally as interested. And a lot of them have already done the work, you know, with their spouses, I, I had men, that would be like, oh, we did natural family planning. And I used to track, her, like, I would go and look at her things so that I could get to understand where she was in her cycle and how she was responding. And, and so like, I don't, it's crazy. It's like, we have this perception that like, at least I did. I I won't say we uh, totally, but I mean, I thought that men just, I don't know, thought periods were gross and didn't want to know. And it's like, no, that's not the case. Everyone wants to talk about this. Everyone wants to understand it. Every single person I've talked to, nobody has been like, "Nah, I'll pass." That's not so funny. Can- I think too, right?
0: Like, like we—it's <laughs> so funny. I feel like our minds don't realize that the older we get, also the older that o- other people get too, right? And so, like, you know, sixty-year-old guys, sixty-year-old white guys, right now well, when we were teenagers, they were in their mid 40s or, you know, they were in their late 30s or whatever. And so they're not like, they're not like the typical 60 year old white guy that you have sitting in your head, right? right? Like they're, they're 70s babies. So they're, they're a little more open minded than, than we would expect.
1: Yes, totally. And they're the decision makers, you know, and it's like, they're way more, I don't know, I just have this like picture of like, I don't want, like, madmen. Like, I don't like Thanks, the yeah. first <laughs> character on madmen And that's what I expect to be, like, running up against. And those people just aren't there anymore. The people who have that kind of mindset around women, they're just, I don't know. They're in nursing homes, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't know. But they're not there. Like, people are so women right now. And they're so open-minded. And they see these problems. Like, they're not stupid. Like, they're not. Yeah. Um, they're like, good Lord. Yes. This is the answer that we've, you know, it's the elephant in the room that nobody knows how to talk about, but everyone wants to. So genius.
0: Okay. So we've hit fertility, um, the fertility couple of days. Tell me again, cause I didn't write it down and just refresh me. What should, what are we typically feeling during that time?
1: Super high, right? super high, fertility is summer. So you are like at all time high, all time motivation. Typically, unless you're like Megan, who responds to estrogen, uh, peaks with anxiety, um, which, you know, that is, that is actually Mm -hmm. relatively common that some people, uh, experience some stress around that. Um, uh, but yeah that's okay. but typically high motivation and even with me I still have high motivation it's like at the end of my day when i like i'll start spiraling um
0: but overstimulated yeah. and just like over-stimulated. Kind of that's done.
1: exactly that's exactly what happens to me i get so overstimulated and i'm so cuz i have so much going on and i'm so excited um that i i kind of over yeah massively overstimulate myself but typically and I'm, you know, I, I say all that cause I want women to know if you're feeling weird or on your fertility window, it's not just you. Um, but yeah. typically you're at the, like, you're the life of the party. It's the best time of your <laughs> cycle. You love it. Um, okay. So what yeah. happens to us after that? Mm-hmm. So after fertility, which is when your egg drops, you can get pregnant, all that stuff. Um, the body realizes I am not pregnant and it starts going through um, the cycle of shedding your, um, your uterine lining. Um, And so in order to do that, that's when we're coming into the PMS and it starts taking your estrogen down um, so that that process can happen. And as your estrogen is crashing, um is when is when we hit that b m s and we're not feeling our best um and yeah that that okay. brings us right back around to that awesome
0: right to p m s fantastic okay wow, so awesome, man, that's a lot to take in um <laughs> Okay, good. Good, good, good. No, I'm just thinking like, okay, when <laughs> I'm trying to do the math in my head about what I should be feeling. <laughs>
1: exactly. um, and that's hard too, because it's not an easy like divide by four and how, like, what's your cycle length? divided <laughs> by four. It's like, no, actually, um, your spring time is your longest of your um, cycle windows. So from oh. when you end the period to when ovulation hits is really closer to two weeks rather than... One, because um, your yeah. fertility window can be rather short, and you know, and your per- period is in a full week, and et cetera, et cetera.
0: But <laughs> so no no that's really valuable to point out because a lot of times people think like okay this week I do this and this week I do that and this week I do this and I was going to say um when you when you said that your icon for your app is designed perfectly like that where it's um you know different parts are a little bit longer and then the other parts are a little bit shorter and so um it really reflects exactly what you just said how it's yeah. not all equal stages they kind of fluctuate and you know some can be shorter some can be longer and things like that so uh, genius by the way on that icon it's beautiful thank you (laughs) um okay tell us lastly what Mm -hmm. is something that you wish you would have done sooner
1: Mm, something that I wish I would have done sooner that's a really good question um Okay, I know exactly the answer. It's weird because it's not necessarily something to do. Um, But when I first jumped into this, I felt like I was in the deep end of a pool and I didn't know how to swim. Um, Because while I've been in business for some time and was raised in an entrepreneurial family, I have not done tech business and it's different. Um, And so I took all of the advice from anyone who would give it to me, which left me Basically with a bunch of different advice and I spiraled out at the beginning of this um, journey because I was like, I trust all these people and they're saying different things, which left me not feel, knowing what to do um, mm-hmm. and I'm not trusting my own voice. And so what I, wish I would have done earlier is even though I was in a space that was new to me, um, I wish I would have trusted myself and my gut earlier because I would be much further faster.
0: I am so freaking glad you said that because I recently had this same revelation where I really, and I keep telling this, I'm telling anyone who will listen, I um, unfollowed all the Facebook groups, business entrepreneur groups I was in. I essentially um, unfollowed different coaches and stuff because, you know, a lot of us are in the same space and know a lot of the same people and um right. you know everyone has their opinion and so i really just had to drown out the noise and mm-hmm. b- to be able to hear myself again and really right. know okay, what's aligned with Melissa? What is Melissa really looking for in her business and in her life and things like that? And so uh, it just makes me so happy that that's what you said because I want people to understand you can get advice and tips and tricks and information elsewhere, but the person it really has to matter to is how, what it feels like to you and um, trust yourself, freaking trust yourself.
1: Yes. Yeah, totally. And as an example, just real quick, I have, so I'm, I'm in talks with our local angels group, um, which is our investors group. And I had a, um, person who was coming on as my CTO. That was the plan. Um, and I had a lot of like gut feelings. Like he had, uh, I, he had a long resume. I mean, he was freaking impressive on paper, and I just had the gut feeling like this is not the right partnership with me. But because of his resume, I was so afraid to let that partnership go. Um, and and I'm like, oh, my investors, like they're going to not want to invest if if this falls through and blah, blah, blah. And I had all this like, fear and all these assumptions. Well, when I finally – I called one, the um, guy who's the kind of head angel guy. I gave him a call and I'm like – Hey, I just need to talk this through with you. I think I'm gonna give him the boot. Like, is is that gonna affect my standing with you guys? And he's like, no. He's like, we were kind of not sure why you had him on board to begin with. And so it's oh, like, wow. like not that there was anything wrong with him. It was just wasn't you. Like, because they do know me quite well at this point. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So You're it's like, like, why didn't anyone tell me? <laughs> That is so much more like, I'm like, ah, oh, my gosh, my like, I can trust myself. And I knew like, and I don't know. And and there are there are people I, I would say I've given about three people a voice um, in my life. And more often than not, those three people not like a strong voice. I've given a lot of people like a voice, but a strong voice where I trust them more than I trust myself, which is so important. Um, but normally, those three people are aligned in what they're telling me. Um, yeah. If they're not, then I know that I fall back on what I am am really feeling. A gut, and I still have mm-hmm. to feel good about the advice that they're giving me. Um, so I don't just like blindly follow. But it's so important to have those people who can like kind of auto correct you or show you where your blind spots are.
0: I love that you said that show you where your blind spots are because I mean, that's totally it, right? Like we can have the best intentions and, and know exactly what we're doing and know where we're headed. But if someone else can kind of warn us or that's been there before or something like that and can say, Hey, you know, just be sure that you watch out for this curve up here. That's coming up. um, Man, that's so helpful and can save us from so much heartache (laughs) um let's do a quick rapid fire this has been so much fun and i've learned so much what is a book article person or talk that's changed your life
1: Mm -hmm. i think i have to go to um there's a book called the lean startup and it talks all about um i mean you guys can go read it but it's all about the mvp which is your minimum viable product and how to grow with your audience Um, and, and pivot based on audience feedback, which is exactly how we're building in sync. That's why when you get into the beta, beta is not too flashy. Um, it's because we're really leaning on what are our, what's our audience saying and how do we need to build this with them? Um, not with out of assumptions.
0: Good. I like that because, um, I think simplicity is key, right? And so yeah. I love that your book is is a book on how to do that within um within your your startup and how you're doing that. So I think that's genius. Um, what is your favorite Friday night at home with your family?
1: I am mm, a big TV watcher, so I like I like just being able to sit back and watch TV and cuddle with all Aww. of my children. And how many kids do you guys have? We have two.
0: Awesome. Boys or girls?
1: Boy and a girl. Our boy is four. He's almost five. He'll be in kindergarten. I can't believe that. I feel too young to have a kindergarten. (laughs) Foster and then Civil just turned three. I just said she's two. She turned three a couple weeks ago. Um, Civil of the war. I feel like I always have to like explain that it's a V, not a B.
0: Um, I was actually going to ask you because my nephew's name is Foster. His actual name is Randolph Foster, but we call him Foster because um, yeah. he's named after fam- you know, family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to know, A, how you named your kids. How did you pick those names?
1: Okay, so Foster. Well, if Foster's interesting, I will not go deep into it, but... I, Foster is not my husband's biological son. I was actually pregnant when I met my husband. Um And oh, okay. so Foster was like, I had a name picked out, but my name was Megan Moore gr- growing up and I hated the alliteration. I could, hated it. Plus it was the most like, <laughs> basic white girl name ever. And I'm not basic. Um, But anyways, <laughs> out, that was an S name. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it double S name. I just can't. And so I had met my husband. It was like three days after we like met. And I was like, how do you feel about the name Foster? I just like randomly threw it out. And he was like, that's amazing. And I was like, okay. So it just stuck, but it was, it was so fast and it's special because we had like just met and it was, I don't know, one of those moments of like, yeah, I don't know. We dated fast. We got married six months after meeting. So it was crazy, but it was one of those like moments of like, I don't know, connection between me and my husband. So good. and then civil, I was sitting in, um, a civil law class, actually a contract law class. And we were talking about civil law in school. Um, and I was pregnant with Foster, but we knew he was boy and we already named him. And, um, I was like, oh, civil, that's a nice, <laughs> that would make a n- really nice name. And so I like jokingly said it to Caleb thinking he would hate it. And, um, he was like, Oh, I love that. Her name's is Lawrence, which is my I husband's middle name. Um, and so he's like, I love it. That's amazing. It's like an author name. I'm like, that's what I thought. Civil Lawrence Spalding, that's a special name. Um, and so when we got pregnant with her, it just stuck to the point that I was filling out her um, name birth application thing, whatever it's called. And I'm like writing it down. I'm like, wait a second. We haven't actually talked about this. We just like, kept calling her civil from when we were pregnant with foster and it's like three, two years later. I'm about to put this in writing. We still cool with that? Are we sure sure we're good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good.
0: That's so funny. I love that so much. That's so cute. Um, It's so adorable how he just like, yep. Love it. I'm on board. (laughs) I love that. That's (laughs) That's precious. Okay.
1: What was your dream job as a kid? Mm, as a kid. Oh, my gosh. What was my dream job as a kid? I I was into music and art. And so, um, but gosh, I was that kid, that second grade. I was selling hand-painted Band-Aids on the playground yeah. with my girlfriend. That's freaking <laughs> genius. For a quarter. You want a hand panda baby? It's going to cost you. Um, My parents have, like, this piece of paper. When I started, I got, like, one of those jewelry-making kits. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to sell these. And I'm like, okay, uh, one plus one equals free. Because it was, like, Claire's, you know, like, you buy two, get one free. And I just, like, didn't. How to like write that. So I made this whole fly- flyer that's like, if you buy two, you get them for free. Oh, <laughs> so my, God, my parents that's make so fun of So I guess I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always had that spirit about me. Um, but I was huge and in music. I actually went to school for I have a music business degree. I thought I was going to be a singer. And then I got pregnant and I was like, nah, <laughs> no, I'm not doing music
0: career. No way. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And hilarious too, that, um, that a baby totally changed the tra- trajectory of your life. Cause I feel the exact yeah. same way. <laughs>
1: yeah. I am glad though. I don't know that I, I don't know. I enjoyed music as much as I enjoy business. Oh, that's so cool. Um, what's your
0: next vacation that you're planning with your family?
1: Mm, okay so it's our five-year anniversary and assuming that covid is chills out by october um we're hoping to go to tokyo Girl, it been- better uh, yes <laughs> i know i'm like oh but i don't know what japan's like so um but if not tokyo new orleans is our absolute favorite place in the universe because you can walk everywhere and not get tired it's amazing oh.
0: My gosh, hilarious that you said that because I keep reaching out to my girlfriends. I've never been to New Orleans. So I've always wanted to I've wanted to go for a really long time and I keep asking my husband and my husband is like not about it at all. So I'm like I'm taking my girlfriends and we are going to New Orleans.
1: So I'm so happy to hear you say that. <laughs> it is actually the best. It has the best food in America, hands down. Which if you want to is- go in it a time yeah, it's totally oh. the way to my heart. I'm very excited about it. It's so good. And if you like, we went in January, so it's still really more. It had already been warm. Like it's already warm in January there. And then there's no one there because it's January, and it's also right before Mardi Gras, so nobody wants to come right before Mardi Gras. But it's so like the town's like all but empty, and you just like walk. You have the whole town to yourself. I'm like, uh. oh my gosh, we walked like 36 miles, and our legs didn't hurt in like a matter of days. That's bananas. There's no hills. They literally built a hill to teach kids what hills are. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy.
0: Oh, my gosh. I can't wait till COVID is over now. (laughs) Um, Okay. Tell us your best advice to help our listeners live with audacity.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I think fail fast and forward and just go for it. Like, don't be afraid of messing up. I think you hurt yourself more when you hold back and you don't try um, because like pivoting is such a thing and you get so much valuable data from like moving quickly um, and and being and able to failing. take that yeah if you fail who cares I I've failed so many times like I can't even tell you but I have learned so much from those failures that they're not even failures they're just like data on yes. what's next um oh, and so be great like just go for it like if you and go for it while you're passionate about it like in that heat of the moment like don't talk yourself out like cuz there is so much fuel in that special inspiration place in that live. first
0: 5 seconds just exactly. go
1: yes oh,
0: i love it this has been so much freaking fun to hang out and talk with you. Um, where can people find more information about you and InSync and all the things?
1: Yep. So um, I think you have a link to my personal Facebook. If anyone wants to connect with me there, that's the best place to connect with me and follow the journey and all of that stuff. Um, and then NSYNC ha- is on Instagram at NSYNC.app. Um, and if you would like to be a part of our beta program, then uh, we have signups available at insyncapp.co I love it. And I totally
0: signed up to be in the beta. I can't wait to try it. It's going to be so awesome. Thank you so much for being here. This has been so incredibly fun. And literally, I feel like we could just sit here and talk all day long.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's the sevens on us now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for having me on.
0: Hey, y'all, I had to jump in here real quick because I need a favor. If you are loving the Live With Audacity podcast, I need you to do me a big, solid favor and share it with your friends, share it on social media, and go to the Apple iTunes link and click subscribe, rate it, review it. I need to know your feedback. And I wanna keep putting this out for you, so I really need your help to get the message out. Thank you so, so much for your loyalty and your super kind and sweet words. They mean so terribly much to me.